0: Take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're not staying here. We're just barely starting here. And then we're going to move to another area, but you'll see why I'm I'm going there. So let's pray and we will begin. Heavenly Father, once again, thank you For the opportunity, thank you for these people. Lord, help us to be wise in our walk. Lord, I need your power. We need your power. We need your discernment, your insight. Lord, we surrender to you as a people right now. I pray that you would speak. Lord, help us to be tender towards the Holy Spirit, not just right now, but afterwards, in the evening, going through the week. Lord, speak to us. I pray that you would speak as you spoke to me this last week. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 12 there is the beginning of some really fascinating discussion, teaching by Paul when it comes to the gifts. He deals with the gifts themselves and the misuse and abuse. And when we come back to this, I'm going I'm to give a, a history of what was behind the misuse of the gifts in the culture that was influenced in, in Corinth And then when the Holy Spirit came along and and, and Christ came along and there were gifts that were given to the church to do the work. That's going to come uh, at a later date, probably in a couple of weeks. But I want us first, I, I want us to read this and then we're going someplace else. Paul said to the church in Corinth, chapter 12, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And I am glad that I was encouraged to go back to this and we get into discussing and and, and studying the gifts that are given to individuals in the local church. But let's continue. Verse 2, you know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now again, there are influences that are coming here that we're going to talk about them, but I I wanted you to see this. You'll see what I mean. Verse four. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self same spirit divided to every man severally as he will. So I'm I'm studying and working on the message and I saw as you see now, the influence of the guidance and the importance of our God in the gifts. There was something that the Lord laid on my heart at the same time I'm studying this. It's something that he's been working on me and I pray he works on us all. And so then I looked at that, and I I, I thought, wait a minute, would you please allow me to do this? I'm itching to get into the study of the gifts, but noticing the importance of the Spirit, the God that is behind these things, before we get there, I want to talk about him. Our God. I want to focus on him. Now, maybe this might be part of it. I don't know. But I remember I was listening to, there was a, there was a fella that was looking into the, um, the dangers of the charismatic movement and, and the misuses and the abuses that were going on there was um, a a recording of a session in a charismatic situation that he cited and we listened to it. He allowed you to listen to it. That while people were doing, quite honestly, stuff it's like, they're saying that's the Holy Spirit? That while this was going on, you heard that man specifically say, don't worry about the spirit. The spirit that is driving you or making you do these things. And I thought, my soul, that is unbelievably foolish. Knowing the background of the misuses that go back to the Tower of Babel And people that, the situation there, and again, we're going to get to that. I thought, before we go into this, we need to recognize the importance of our God. I see people, and maybe you have too, I see people that are, quite honestly, faking these gifts, the manifestation of these gifts and and, and, and they 're glorifying self, there was one situation where um there 's these guys that are that are waiting because they know what 's going to happen, waiting behind this fella, and the the leader, the charismatic leader, walks by and all his Glory, walks by, and when his shadow crosses this fella, the guy goes into convulsions, and they catch him, and he goes down. I mean, it was obvious that it was staged, but he went into convulsions. The focus was on that man. You know, we fall into that so easy. When I say we, I mean collectively. So, the Lord speaking to me, and this verse came to mind. I want to speak tonight, please, of the passionate seeking of God. That before, you know, at the base of it all, what we need to do, and I was thinking about this as I was at my old church, Before we do anything, you know, we need to be like Paul, that I may know him. Turn to Jeremiah, if you would please, a familiar passage, but one that needs to be known. Jeremiah chapter 29. Look at verse 10. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you. Now, praise God. He's talking about the, the, the promise made to Israel. You're, you're carried off, but I'm going to bring you back. Anyway, uh, I will visit you and perform my good work towards you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts That I think towards you, saith the Lord, of peace, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Now we can take this, and we can rejoice that you know something, just like them, there is an end that we have, God has promised, and he is fulfilling his promises to us for what we see coming in the future to the very end when we're going to be caught up with him. But please know this. Look at verse 12. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Now watch this, verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Now, please listen. There are people that have sought for the gifts. And they hear the Apostle Paul, what he says, and we'll talk about that. But why the seeking? Why the, the, the desire? And, and, you know, going to the sign gifts, you know, the the tongues and and, and healing and all that. By the way, we have quite, and, and with the medical people that we have here, we need, we've got an update that we want to give you that we're excited about, about our granddaughter. Ah, uh, boy, praise God. Just, just great, but you'll, you'll see what I mean. But there are things that you desire to have, you know, to be a benefit. Well, maybe, hopefully, to people. What is it that we really want? Now, let me ask you, can God's people be a blessing to the world. You look at the Jewish people when they were in when, when they were in captivity look at what people you know, like Daniel like Nehemiah there are people you know Esther I mean there were people that greatly used of God were an influence while they were captive. I don't want to be like that. But I do want to do this. I want my passion not to be my rights, but his glory. I want my passion not to be me getting even in a wicked world, but him getting glory in this sinful world. Folks, let's let's think about this. There are choices that are having to be made when it comes to, <coughs> honestly, being in the medical field. There are some things that are being foisted on you all. i tell you what. And then even us as citizens here, it's not easy to watch when you have perverts that are telling families how to raise their kids. They couldn't have kids for nothing because of what they have chosen, how they've chosen to live. But they can sure try to do that, especially to God's people. These people need Christ. I am not not holding back. There's a perverse lifestyle that is being foisted on the nation. It's sinful, it's wicked. And it's going to demand a price one day, really coming out from our God on this nation. But meanwhile, we are here trying to tell them we've got a savior. We have the answer to the pain that is in your heart. It is so hard to hear, read over and over and over about young people that went through surgeries. That 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 cut their bodies up, and now they realize the mistake they made. That's horrible. That is absolutely awful. So this is what this this is this is what I want. I want us just to take this night before we dive into the gifts and the problems, et cetera, that are outlined in First Corinthians 12, 13, 14 that we stop and that we remember this. Okay, at the core of dynamic Christian living are not the gifts. It's the passion to know God. It's the passion to know God. Not just know of God, but know God. I've been taking time this last week just, you know, in, in, my, in my private thoughts, you know, at night, in the morning at times, maybe you do the same thing. But I just stop and it's like, okay, Lord, I praise God for that. I, I praise God for, for that promise there. Lord, how have you how have you impacted my life because of that promise right there? You know, there, there's different things that you see. I mean, don't you praise God for the promises of God? You know, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You tell me, how many times have you gone to that passage and rejoiced and thanked God because he's with you? I don't know about you. I'm there. I am absolutely there. And I know I'm going to need that more in the days ahead. As Paul expressed it, I've already alluded to it. Philippians 3.10, that I may know him. <laughs> and the power of his resurrection. And then he says, and then the fellowship of his suffering. And it's like, wait a minute. I'll take the power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his suffering, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to Roger. You know, I'll, I'll leave that to Ted. You know, I'll leave that to somebody. <laughs> no, hey, Listen being made conformable unto his death. That was Paul's desire. And by the way, he did that. He lost his head over it. He literally lost his head over his God. Well, I don't know what all is going to take place, but I do know this. Right now, the the, the world, this nation, this state, doesn't need another mega church. It needs a great God. And just seen by common people, common people. You can know a great deal about God without knowledge of God. Now think about that. You can know a whole lot about God, but not have a true knowledge of God. One can know much about godliness without much knowledge of God. People know how Christians act. You know, remember the song, you know, things I do used to do, don't do them anymore. Uh Uh-uh. How many of you ever sang that song? Okay. Others of you, you haven't. Boy, we got a song to teach you. Be a great day when I've been, it was a great day when I've been born again. Something like that. What's that? Okay, we'll talk about it later. Do you realize you don't have to know God to do churchy things? What are churchy things we do? We sing songs. We say amen. We give money. Those are churchy things. They can be just churchy things. Um, We shake hands. We greet people. You don't need salvation in Christ to do just that. You don't need to know God. I I, I took down several things, and this is just kind of a for what it's worth. There's much more that I have. Maybe I'm not going to get that far into this, but I want to get these things down as much as possible. Go to Daniel chapter 11, please, and notice this. Still getting used to this Bible. Number one, those who know God, now think about this. Those who know God have a great energy for God. Those who truly know God. And see, I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Rogers, I'm looking in the mirror. Is that you? Those who truly know God have a great energy for God. Look at Daniel 11, verse 32. Just catching him in context. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Watch this, latter part of verse 32. But the people that do know their God shall be strong... And do exploits. In other words, people that really know God, they're stepping out. Whatever they can do, they're stepping out in the closet. They're stepping out in encouragement. They're stepping stepping out in giving whatever they can do. They're stepping out. And, 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 And they're bold about it. Those who know God, hey, they have a great energy for God. Go back a few pages, go to Daniel chapter four. Daniel chapter four. Here's another thought. This was expressed by Daniel to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar. Look at verse 25. Daniel 4.25, that they, again, catching mid-thought, they that shall drive thee then they that they, forgive me, my tang is getting tangled. I'll start again. That they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee to win, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. Point number two, those who know God have great thoughts of God. I've been working on this this last week. Face it, this this is what we wind up doing. Here's, Here's the world, here's the earth, you know, and we're on it. And there's the sky, and sometimes we see the stars, and sometimes we don't. Ever so slightly, there are times we act like God comes in, and, you know, he's just, you know, he's here. He's He's here. This is, you know, we sing, this is my Father's world. But we don't see him absolutely... I mean, ruler of heaven and earth. I mean, just to really see Him, I have sat back, and it's like, I, I'm, 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 Lord, I, I want to see you. I mean, like you have, you know, it's not just the thing of you have the whole world in your hand; you've got the universe. You are all through it. You're all around it. I just watched. Uh, I just watched a video. I couldn't believe it. Two men that are conservative commentators um, from England, and they just wrote a song, and they're both singing it to the tune of the Beatles' song, Yesterday. And they're singing about how God created the earth through evolution. And I mean, I'm looking at this one guy and I'm thinking, I've got your commentaries. I'm mailing them back. I mean, this is insane. This is crazy. Somehow we've got people, knowledgeable people, that are trying to, to bring godless opinion and the Word of God together because, well, it just fits. I'm sorry, I'm going to take my Bible literally. You know, he created it in six days, period. We don't have to make room, period. To have great thoughts of God. I I, I want to see this that, you know, I mean, you know why this exists? He does it. He's the one that holds things together. All this exists because of the power of our God. We can look at it and say, well, you know, somebody, you know, they, they cut it out of wood. You know, there's a tree and stuff like that. God made the tree. I'm just, folks, the reason why I'm going through this is I want to see in my heart a greater vision of God as I'm thinking about the gifts that he has given us to glorify him. We want to have the focus and the joy, not on the gift, but the giver who paid much for it. We're in Daniel, go to chapter 3. We know the story here. Those who know God show great boldness for God. Now, now think of that. See, it's not just going after a gift. I, I want to see, see my God. Nebuchadnezzar, verse one. The king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits. The breadth therein in six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, captains, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. In other words, they're going to worship a false god. And then they come out with a decree. You're either gonna bow or you're gonna die. And three young men, and we know them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their names here in Babylon. They said, no. And of course, the king was absolutely furious. What was it that Wade wound up saying? Look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Are there images that we're having or soon going to have to say no to. I don't know where all this is going, but did you hear the fella this last week? And apparently he has, made, he has made scoffing remarks about the Bible in the past. There's this fella, he's involved in AI. And he claims that AI soon is going to be able to give us a better Bible. It will give us a better religion. And it's funny, the only religion he goes after is Christianity. He never mentions Islam, anything else. No, he hates the Bible. It's getting to the point where we have, as it were, an image being created. And there's coming the time we're going to have to say no. I can't remember, and maybe there's somebody here that knows about it. Ed, maybe you heard about this, but there was a guy who uses Alexa, <clears throat> and they didn't like, there was somebody that didn't like what he was using his um, uh, his stuff for. I think it was political, you know, Whatever. They shut it down. I was gonna. I was gonna look that. I wanted to look this up before tonight, and, and I uh, didn't do it. I took a nap instead. Forgive me. But he shut it down. Wayne, did you hear about this? You know, incre- anything you want to add? Oh, really? What happens when we start talking more and more about the wickedness that's going on in the medical field or the political field or something like that? I mean, there are already people. There's a doctor that my wife and I have enjoyed listening to. They shut him out of YouTube. He finally got back, but there are certain things he can't say. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? So those who know God show great boldness for God. Remember Acts 5, 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Next, those who know God and I love this, have great contentment in God. To those who who know God, they have great contentment there. The Apostle Paul, Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. The Apostle Paul was so enthralled with his Savior. Read in Isaiah 26. Oh, I love this verse too. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee, because he trusteth in Thee. Go to Romans eight, would you please? Romans eight. And th- this is a this is a chapter we're going to be going to. Down the road, we're going to be heading back to uh, the book of Romans. I want specifically to look at Romans 1, but then we're going to go to Romans 6, 7, and 8, and you'll see why then. But look at verse 26, Romans 8. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we, not, as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercessions for us intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of god and we know now listen as he starts rising on this what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And you read the rest of that passage. Heath hath spared not his whole son. Verse 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? 34, who is he that condemneth? 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Oh man, verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The apostle Paul was rejoicing. He was enthralled and he loved his God. That was the focus. My point tonight is this, we, we got to ask ourselves a question. How much do we have as a passion for our God? Why, you know, if God has given each of us gifts, what are we going to use it for? Our glory or his and are we going to desire it passionately because of the price that he paid for it? I pray that our God not only grows in his strength as we see him and in his glory, but also and our desire for him truly to be glorified. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would, as we have the times by ourselves, in in the word and in prayer with you, that you would give us a yearning, there is work that there there's work that needs to be done that there are things that we need to be involved in there's there's the gospel there's there's standing for truth god may we do it not because we're seeking to make a name for ourselves or for the church or whatever but we want you to be high and lifted up i pray this In our Savior's name.